Just... Hi, welcome to Pixel Prep. <laughs> Uh, show starring three idiots that don't know anything about what they're talking about, but are still going to talk about games, TV, movies, books, and comics. My name is Craig. We have got with me my co-hosts, and I use that in the loosest term possible, Alex. Hello. And Chris. Yo. Um, just straight off the bat, we're not industry boys. We don't understand anything about the workings of the industry. Because we're not paid for this. Exactly. <laughs> we don't work for your IGNs or your kind of funnies or anything like that. But what we are is three lads on limited incomes, which means that the games that we experience, the movies, the TV, all that that we ingest is going to be very much on the level with what other people ingest local to us. So... Wait, we want, oh, to... I want to sell out. We need money from this. <laughs> this is basically it. We want to sell out on it, but we also want to give you our opinions. Um, generally speaking, it's always going to be the three of us where it can be. Yep. Occasionally, it's going to change up. We want to look to invite other people that are passionate about different things to come and talk to us as well. I'm a massive gamer fan. I, I love talking about games. There are so few people that want to talk about games. And it can be very isolating to not be able to talk about your passions. So we want to be able to talk about that with other people. We're going to get people on that want to talk about Lego, that want to talk about comics, that want to talk about fucking Disney. Though I can't imagine there's going to be a shortage of those. Um, <laughs> Disney booze. Disney booze. <laughs> That's a new phrase. We have weird booze, now we've got Disney booze. So... Thumper Sam. Thumper Sam. <laughs> so just to jump in, we're going to go straight into the news. Um, this news its just basically been created by ourselves. What we're going to do is we're going to pick out a couple of points that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. And we thought it was worth talking about. Um, first one is... Sony has announced a PS4 Pro bundle exclusive to Taiwan that is $46,000. This story comes to us from Push Square. Um, so I've got the article here in front of me. Sony has announced and sold out the most expensive PlayStation 4 bundle in history. Available exclusively in Taiwan, the $46,000 package comes with a PS4 Pro, a PSVR headset, a subscription to PlayStation Plus, a Thrustmaster TGT racing wheel. <laughs> Sounds so rough. <laughs> An API GA AP1 racing seat, a 4K Bravia television with HDR, and a copy of Gran Turismo Sport, as well as a limited edition 2018 Mazda MX-5. You can actually drive that thing. Is that like a real car? Yeah, it's a real car. car that you can actually just bomb it's in it and bomb. car. How much is that going for? I don't know. This was my first thought was 46000 is a lot, but how much is the worth of the actual car? Oh, that's sort of PS4. I'll just get the car. Yeah. And the two models that come with it. I'd <laughs> <laughs> oh, be all over that. I'm definitely not going to get a Thrustmaster. <laughs> You might be. You've, seen the no- you've seen the models. <laughs> the Thrustmaster model. Um, unsurprisingly, the package is already sold to a car collector, so congratulations to them. For everyone else, unfortunately, there was only one of these in the world, so you missed your chance. May as well put that credit card away. Huh. Oh, so, dear. Thank okay. you, Push Square, for sharing that with us. Um, Why in Taiwan? That's a strange... <laughs> I don't it's, know. Yeah. It's slightly random. It's, it would have it would have made more sense in Japan, considering yeah. it's it's the same as Japanese company. Gran yeah. Turismo is well, it's made in Japan. Everything about it screams Japan. I think yeah. it would be mm-hmm. a deal in Japan, or I know Italy or something like that, where Maserati comes from. Possibly, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. You you've got a lot. You've got Ferrari, yeah, in there as well. Lamborghini. 
I mean, it seems a little bit of a shame, if we're honest, to lock this kind of thing solely to one country. It does make it unique, though. It does make it unique. However, I can't see, even if you chop out the Mazda MX-5, I can't see Sony hurting too much by putting this kind of deal up. I mean, admittedly, selling this without the Mazda in there for $46,000. It's going to be a little bit pricey on you. But that said, I can't see that still not selling for a far, far more reduced price. Well, I know they do release collector's editions in certain regions, obviously, because it's going to have a market. For example, if you do a collector's edition of Persona 5, it's probably going to smash more in Japan than it would do in the UK. As nice as it is, you know, having a nice steel case and a couple of figures, I can see that going mental in Japan rather than, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'd buy it, but I wouldn't pay, like, you know, 200 quid for a collector's edition. Yeah. I've, you know, I've got a collector's edition, mainly because I like the steel box cases that come in. They're quite shiny, look good in my collection. Well, I, I, I bought... Because <laughs> um, I'm a snob. Resident Evil 6, when that first got released on the 360, I yeah. bought that premium edition. Now, that came with a steel case, yeah. and I did for Arkham City as well. How heartbroken were you when you bought the premium edition of Resident Evil 6 and what turned out to be inside was Resident Evil 6? <laughs> it, well, it, you've got to... <laughs> <laughs> were you sad? I wasn't sad. I was frustrated more than anything because I kept glitching out at one particular level and it was oh. just getting ridiculous. But yeah. I, it's one of those, as, as Chris said, it was... It, it's, it's for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I just... I personally... I could see this selling well. I mean, even if you amended your prices so that they were in line with normal monetary escalation, I don't know what the equivalent over here is for $46,000, but I can imagine there's got to be some nut around yeah, there. Yeah, ain't going to be 50 it. quid for that, way, is it, really? No. <laughs> You've got well, a you, car you, for a hell of a deal. You're yeah. saying that Pushquare have already said that on their article that a car collector has bought. Mm-hmm. How many copies of that has he bought? One. He's just bought one copy. No, there's, there's one of these deals going, and he's picked it up. I say he. It was... A, so them. Sony have released a single copy... Of GT Sport with all the perks, mm. the game in C, the yeah, you can still, you can still buy oh, the no, game. Oh no, no, no! But it was just the fact that you had but this one. bundle. There was only one of these bundles out there. And the bundle went to a guy in Taiwan. Yeah, but yeah, it, I mean the way the way the article reads is it says available exclusively in Taiwan. So yeah. I imagine that the deal had to be solely based over there. So well, it's a bit of a step up from getting a statue, ain't it? Is a little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I got Bioshock 1, and that came with a big daddy statue, and I got paid by like 20 quid or something. I got the collector's edition of Uncharted 4. Look at my Nathan Drake. <laughs> Look at my mass murdering monster figure. Oh, Nathan Drake's a monster. He's just genocide <laughs> made person. That's what he is. I'm. I'm wacky and humorous. I, I, I love this deal, and I, I would love to see more companies doing stuff like this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just want a free car. I'd, no, I'd love a free car, but I'd, I'd love to see them doing more things like this. I mean, admittedly, it works well with Gran Turismo Sport. I can't see them releasing um, a copy of Mass Effect Andromeda with a PlayStation Plus subscription and your own uh, spaceship. spaceship. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But or there, there are going to be... This is... 
this is their version of Uncharted 4's statuette that you had come with your collector's edition. So, it is. albeit a damn sight more expensive. Yeah, but it is slightly ridiculous, isn't it? Is it? And doesn't some guy picked it up? Well, yeah, but that's probably because he's got 46,000 US dollars to spend on it. Yeah, but how many people in the world? I do say. There is quite a few people exactly. that have got $46,000 to spend. That exact say. amount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more, no less. I'm probably sure they've got a few. few you know, I, spare, I'm not being funny. I just made a bonus. I'm going to buy you I love, I love the idea. Super white bread, middle class, snob as fuck town. I am willing to bet there is someone <laughs> here that would have picked this up. Oh, God, yes. Oh, well, certainly. Do you know what I mean? Which, But this is why I'm saying I would love to see people do more things like this. But on a, on a less ridiculous scale. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because I can see that working out nicely. Like, I genuinely believe that one of these days, when the next Gran Turismo comes out in like 10 years from now, because, you know... Delays. That's how long. <laughs> they do take I, forever in development. I can genuinely see us seeing the next big Mazda car out there that's been exclusively bought up and its decor all fucking promotes the new GT game because someone here locally has gone and bought it yeah. and that's their car. I, I can see that happening. Is that is it VR compatible? Mm. Bought the Mazda. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it's just going in. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> so that, I can Dri- see that. Driving in real life with a VR headset on your face. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. You like, you know, it's like the old arcade unit. So you can like, sit in your car, put your little headset on, you drive and go, I'm a big boy now. Vroom, <laughs> vroom, outrun. Vroom. <laughs> I yeah. Gran Turismo Sport is PlayStation VR compatible, and I will admit this does look like an amazing setup. You've got the the actual racing seat and uh, kind of like this racing chassis that comes with it. You've then got the Thrustmaster TGT, which is a racing wheel and pedals. I can only imagine that. Gran Turismo Sport puts you in behind the wheel of a a automatic car. Here's the thing, though. It comes with all that stuff, right? It comes with your Thrustmaster, your yeah. pro gaming seat. You've got a car. Would you actually... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've yeah. bought... I can understand people going on simulations when they can't afford a Mazda, a Ferrari, yeah. a Lamborghini, etc. This bundle gives you a car, which doesn't make the rest of it kind of like obsolete. I mean, these, these guys... Take down the waist Yeah, I'm a fucking man now. <laughs> <laughs> the what guys at, um, oh, I think it's Polyphony. Polyphony, uh, the developers behind um, Gran Turismo. And they've been doing it for a long time now, to the point that Gran Turismo is involved with uh, F1 racing. Like, they use it now as part of their training pack. Oh, yeah, the first Gran um, Turismo. If you said that back then... No, probably not. Realistic, like, <laughs> but, fucking pixel block around the corner. <laughs> but this is it. Like, Competitive Ridge Racer! It is a driving simulator. And honestly, to look at it, to look at the VR set, I, I can see this even more now being used. Because not only have you got the wheel itself, you've got the pedals themselves, but with the VR headset, you're actually going to be able to turn your head look back past you and look out the back of your car. Do you know what I mean? You have the potential to actually look around inside your car. It it gives for a very real experience, which does then lead into, if you own a car, why the fuck wouldn't you just go out and drive? Mm. But, 
I don't know. I, I like it. I think that's pretty cool. Here's another thing. All the um, all these new r- racing games. So you got Fonz, or is it Fonz? Fonz Seven. Yeah. Gran Turismo. That's the Fonz was the Xbox One. Yes. Gran Turismo is the PlayStation mm-hmm. One. We've got all these like we've now labelled ourselves as driving simulations. Yeah. When are we actually going to go back to something fun? Because remember when we used to have like Crazy Taxi, Burnout, oh, Need for Speed, um, Destruction Derby. Carmageddon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's actually go back to something like that. I mean, I'd kill for another Crazy Taxi. Mate. I want to I wanna drive my balls off to the offspring, you know. <laughs> picking people up. Hey, 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 you want to play some Crazy Taxi? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think because of where it's going in the world with VR now, I think it's going to become heavily simulation-oriented. My, I think my feeling is that the reason why we're going down the ultra-realistic route is because developers, programmers, game designers and game artists don't know how to make style. Back in when we used to play video games years ago, like on uh, your 8-bits, your 16-bit, mm-hmm. you were very limited to a colour palette, very limited to your tools. You had, you know, you could make Mario look like, you know, a stylized Mario. Sonic looked completely different from Mario. Yeah. You had all these different type of stylized things kicking out, and now it's just ultra-realistic. I mean, you've got the one sandbox game, which kind of like shares, you know, you got Assassin's Creed, which looks like um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a fucking stupid name, which just sounds like people put a whole bunch of random words and a dartboard and threw darts there to find out what title's yeah. going to be. That'll do. But, you know, kind of, they're all going for that ultra-realistic look. Mm. I, I, I honestly think something like Zero Horizon Dawn, I'll probably say that completely backwards, but I don't <laughs> care. <'cause, laughs> I, believe that, I honestly believe that it had robo-dinosaurs in it because they did not know how to animate dinosaurs. Yeah. I honestly believe that, but it's kind of case. I mean, I downloaded Battle Chasers not too long ago, and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying that because one, it's stylized, mm-hmm. even though it's, you know it keeps crashing on me because PS4 version's got errors of its ass. It's still you know it's fun to see a stylized game. It's fun to see graphics. Well, Valiant yeah. Hearts. Yeah. Valiant Hearts was Valiant Hearts good. Was from the Ubi Arts team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was stylized in a way was that it was completely the journey as well. You look at that. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. I loved you. Just uh, yeah, as Chris says, the stylizing is. Look at inside. It's like was it uh, Tomb Raider, the one that had all the you know the snuff rape porn version for it, not the second one, the first one that came out. Did it? Oh, that contra- that controversy about um, her nearly being raped. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm not a woman, but, so any women listeners that may be listening to us, <laughs> I'm sorry that we're about to lose you. But <laughs> if we have had you, I didn't see it. Like at no point did I see him going, "I'm going to rape you" or anything like that. I didn't see. I just saw some. Like, don't get me wrong. I completely believe that he was going to kill her. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I didn't. It didn't come across to me that he was going to rape her. So maybe I'm wrong. But um, and if but, I am, feel free to have enjoyed the first twenty minutes of this one episode. But <sighs> but in that game, it had um, I think it was a PC version can have like this tress effects hair fiber motion where you can actually have Lara Croft's hair move in a realistic fashion. Yeah. Question is, how realistic do we need to make graphics? And is this kind of like case of we're just doing like a really fine paint with lots of little details and kind of like missing the big thing which is gameplay yeah, yeah you know yeah. And I, this is it I mean I don't give a crap about how detailed the grass is in Gran Turismo 
I just want to know if I can fire up some nitros and overtake some shit and have fun with it. It's killing me that I'm not going to get to play it. There are going to be other people that can, but again, limited income. But South Park, the fractured but whole. Oh, have you seen one? Of the, have you seen the video of that? Have you seen the, one of the bosses that got on it? I've not seen one of the bosses. I've seen one of the oh, trailers. Hilarious! Got Jared from Subway. You're but a pedophile. This is. And I'm not even joking. <laughs> you fight the pedophile from Subway. This to me is one of those games that will never age because it hasn't taken itself seriously. God no. But no, it hasn't taken itself seriously. And but think... in terms of it being an RPG. I imagine it's done pretty well. I mean, you look at the previous game, the Fra- um, Stick of Truth, yeah. and that was rated pretty highly. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of its it. mechanics and gameplay, it was really good. And I tell you what, I I would be surprised if South Park, the Fractured But Whole, I'd be surprised if it was worse. And honestly, yeah. that's a game, as we were saying the other day, that will never age. Ah, Kind of like Cuphead. Cuphead's got this really cool 1930s um, art style, style about it. Yeah. Felix the Cat style artwork about it. And it looks amazing. But it will never age because it's kind of set in its artwork. It's not trying to look more realistic. It's, yeah. It is what it is. It's accomplished what it's trying to do. You know, in, in five years' time, we're going to look back and go, wow, Grand Theft Auto Five. I cannot believe how unrealistic Franklin looks. Um, That's not what a black guy looks like. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. I know Beth has Trevor looks nothing like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I've seen miserable white men. Michael doesn't look correct <laughs> at look, all. I look in the mirror and see a miserable white guy. That's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, we're going to look at those types of graphics. And, and don't get me wrong, like, to a certain degree... Grand Theft Auto was a bad example to choose because it's always done that thing of taking the piss out of itself. And for me, as I look at it, I don't feel like Grand Theft Auto's graphics were at the top of its priority list. But we which are going to good, which is really good. Yeah. But I do feel like we're going to look at games and we're going to go, that could be more realistic. That's not aged well. Whereas that uh, Persona Four Golden I'm playing at the moment. Every time I knock all the all the bad guys down onto their asses, I get the opportunity for what's called an all-out attack. And the screen flashes, and these anime stills of my characters flash onto the screen in this super stylistic way. And everything about the game is ridiculously slick. And I don't know when it came out, but it was PS2 generation, and it still looks good now. Yeah, because it didn't come out on PS3, I remember that. Yeah. This is it. So then they missed one, and then... Persona 5 just come to PS4 and again Persona 5 looks amazing it's this thing of it's not so much not promoting graphics but realism yeah and I think that's part of it I think it's because it's scared to us for an art like trying to create an art style because if you create an art style you've got to go something new it's like the whole shell shaded effect which you know first came out with uh, Jet Set Radio, which is yeah. a fucking awesome game. Jet Set Radio! I did love my Dreamcast. Um, <laughs> but actually, but um, Art Software, the guys who do Guilty Gear and the fighting games, and also Persona 4, Persona 4 Ultimax, which is a Persona 4 fighting game. Yeah. Yes, I have that sucker. Uh, but they do a shell shade one for the latest Guilty Gear, which is Guilty Gear, which is XR Sign Revelation 3. They have really wacky names. Yeah, it sounds it. Japan, but they work on the new uh, Dragon Ball game, and I am friggin' hyped for that one. I 
I can't wait for next year to come out fast enough for me to get Dragon Ball Fighter Z mm. because it looks awesome. That is my Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite Killer. I haven't stopped looking at that ever since I... I... I think for driving games to be considered, and this is a ridiculous phrase to say out out loud, but I'm going to do it anyway. For driving games to be considered fun, we need to stop worrying so much about realism, ensure that mechanics and physics feel right, and that we move forward from there, whether you are playing the newest rendition of Burnout, which is, it's a fucking... Crime that we've not had anything since Burnout Paradise. The only thing uh, close to a fun driving game is Mario Kart. And yeah, but and doesn't that kind of make you cry a little bit? That the only other alternative to Gran Turismo and Fonza is Mario Kart. I tell you what, you want to talk about fun driving games? You've got stunt races in Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, I on Grand that. Theft Auto Online, sorry. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely. going fucking loop the loops and yeah, all sorts. It's amazing. You're based honestly. They've got a micro machines. Version ah, awesome. Nay, I would love another Micro Machines game. I, I remember know. sitting with our friend back when we were, um, you know, young. Yeah, and <laughs> we, 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 that we, I know. I'm not old. I can remember when you know. Check out my poor conceited attempt at appearing old. Um, <laughs> the kids were, you know. <laughs> but this is it. We, we played it on the Sega Mega Drive. Yeah, and he Genesis had... to our American listeners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, oh, like yes. I've got if you're American <laughs> and wrong, and wrong. <laughs> um, it was the Mega Drive. It was the Mega Drive. But do you know what I mean? Like it was one of those that it was a top-down micro machines racer, and I remember him playing yeah, it. And I remember I, being yeah, really I'll shit sh- at it. Everyone was shit at it. Everyone was shit at it. But this is the thing. Like I, I miss things like that. Don't get me wrong. Gran Turismo Sport is going to sell by the spade. It's going to be out yeah. the door. It might shit off a blanket. It's going to go. It's your dad, but that's why. It's like it's, it is. It's going to be one of like those that young lads that are interested in cars mm. are going to have their dad sat with them watching, and their dads, after their boys have gone to bed, they're going to sit there and they're going to go, How oh, the fuck do I turn this on so I can have a go? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because you people are old and you don't know how to turn on PlayStations. Um, but yeah, I, it's going to sell by the bucket load, and honestly. Well done, Polyphony. Here's hoping you make a lot of money because you've got eight years worth of development time to make back up on. Anyway. And you're going to make some mad cash from microtransactions. Oh, God. You yeah. know, that's going to come up like anything. But also, we're not going to talk about that because also, the rest of the bit, internet is going to for us. Um, right, so, number two Ooh. on our <laughs> list of news topics. And I need a catchy name for our news topics. I'm going to plug in a little bit here, but kind of funny games daily. They call it the Roper Report. They get some like some poor guy, whether it's um, their Kevin or if it's uh, Joey Noel, they have someone sit there going, and like we need something like that. That's what we need. We need we need to be an industry heavy like those guys, as opposed to sitting here in my kitchen. We need some with an iPhone. With an iPhone. We need some mad YouTube cash. We want to do streaming because, yeah, yeah we're hardcore gamers. This is one of those... We're doing this because... <laughs> when I'm we, not working 11 hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We do this because we we're enjoy talking about games. We do this because we like talking about these things. Who cares, bro? Moving next Being engaged. But if we get more followers, we will be upgrading our equipment. So we do want to apologise 
for the sound quality. Um, if you'd like to bitch about it on the internet, feel free, because what else is the internet for? <laughs> Number two on our list. You'll get what you're um, given, you'll like it, internet. <laughs> Atlas releases free side-scrolling Shin Megami Tensei game. Uh, this is from IGN. Translate the Japanese. Uh, by Hope Corrigan. Um, so I'm going to read it out. Uh, the developer and publisher of the post-apocalyptic role-playing series Shin Megami Tensei, Atlas, has re- sorry has released a free side-scrolling adventure after teasing the space full stop. Hope Corrigan, you need to sort out your sentences. That does not make sense. <laughs> after announced the game... Sorry, Atlas announced the game, Shin Megami Tensei, <laughs> Synchronicity Prologue, on its Japanese blog via Gimatsu, or Gimatsu, apologies if I've mispronounced that, that but yeah. what well. are you going to do? Uh, following a trailer last week for the 3DS game, Shin Megami Tensei, Strange Journey Redux, the initial trailer called the side-scroller fake, but apparently the game is real, at least for a limited time. Now, this is why it's made my list of news. Because it's only like persona. <laughs> it's only available for a limited time. Uh, Prologue, which stars Jack Frost and Jack O'Lantern. I don't know who those characters <laughs> Jack are. Jack Frost, as in like the detective from ITV. No. Or the <laughs> snowman. Has been made available as a free download for PC and will be downloadable until December the 24th. How oh, awesome would it be if David Jason was a playable character? <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get off it. Players control the two characters using powers of fire and ice to navigate areas inspired by <laughs> Strange Jack Journey Redux. <laughs> It is currently only available for PC players and in Japanese, so... So wait, this is a Japanese game available on PC? Yeah. That has got to be a very small, small market, because usually Japan well, is a very much console-dominated area. Yeah, I mean... I'd have thought that'd be on Vita. I, yeah, because Vita's got a big following over there. Yeah. But, I don't know, I... I like the fact that this is a thing. I don't know anything about the Shin Megami Tensei series... Um, apart from the fact that that is a mouthful to say. Yeah. But it looks interesting. It looks... It looks fun enough. I can't see me ever picking it up, even if I was uh, somewhere over in Japan and I had access to a PC. Um, Because, generally speaking, these aren't things that interest me. The images are nice. It's all side-scrolling 2D... um, it's like a platformer, like a dungeon crawler. It looks a little bit like a platformer, but Ooh. honestly, it it looks fun. It looks nice. It's super stylish. Here, let me let's have a butcher. Let me just turn. You, you look at that. Oh, I know that old character. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. That looks. That looks like it could be fun, but I don't know. I'm always glad to see when games come out because games that aren't shit are a good thing. And there aren't enough of them, no matter how, how much is that. Go, you how much is that on PC? Uh, it's free. It is oh. free. Um, I was even better. He said, um, "Yeah, has been made available as a free download for PC and will be downloadable until December twenty fourth." Okay. Um, so keep an eye on this because. Uh, as one of the previous paragraphs said, the initial trailer called the side-scroller fake, but apparently the game is real, at least for a limited time. So that, to me, kind of says that come December 24th, you may not be able to get this anymore. So if you are available to get yourself a copy of this somehow, do so. Because at least then, 
before you've Christmas. Got oh, like you're out of luck. Yeah, basically, it becomes <laughs> another version of Silent Hills or PT, yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah. That's a bit ridiculous. Oh, was that the, the one where you just kept going through a room? Yeah, the playbook continuously. Yeah. yeah, you got to see some sort of dead fetus in a sink. Yeah, oh yeah, that yeah. was yeah, that was that was always good fun. So right, um, <laughs> seeing a dead, dead fetus in the sink. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> then Norman Freeman. Is it Freeman? Why is it not Readers? Readers. That's Norman Readers. <laughs> Norman Freeman. <laughs> Gordon's. <laughs> Gordon's talkative cousin. <laughs> Right, um, aliens all over the place. Gordon, where's your crowbar? Next is again another story comes from IGN. Um, we're going to talk about the Super NT, and the Super NT is a 1080p Super NES that does not use emulation. So, if you were like me and Alex and Chris, and you missed out on your Super Nintendo Entertainment System if classic. You are old. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> if you missed out on this and Girls you were unable to pick up uh, your little emulator console, do not despair because it looks like potentially there's going to be something that could help you out here. So, well, that's if you still got the, the NES cartridges around. Well, yeah, let's go into this. So. As truly delightful as the Super NES Classic is, any retro enthusiast will tell you nothing beats playing games on original hardware. While the emulation on the Super NES Classic is top-notch, it doesn't quite capture the authenticity playing genuine carts on actual hardware affords. The Super NT bridges the gap between the convenience of the Super NES Classic and the authenticity of playing on original hardware. Unlike the Classic or RetroPie Solutions, the Super NT uses a field programmable gate array to reproduce the hardware of the SNES rather than using software to emulate it. So um, if you go onto IGN and you check out their daily fix for October 16th, um, Naomi Kyle normally hosts it. She will very quickly give you a brief rundown of this. And it is... I mean, you can see it here. It's just this little black box console with a large gap at the top where you can insert your original Super NES cartridges and it will play them, which means you're not limited to the 29 uh, games, sorry, the 21 games that came out on the SNES Classic. Um, don't get me wrong, great list on there. And that's all formatted for 1080. That's all formatted for 1080p output. Yeah. But who's going to have the original country? But this is the, this is the thing. Well, you, you've, got to, you've got to still have them somewhere. Yeah. And if they still work. I mean, I, know, yeah. I, I dig down my old Game Boy, the first brick version, but Tetris don't work anymore because the console is... looks like the cartridge is fucked. Yeah. However, Pokemon Red and Blue will work. Oh, don't. Bugger me, playing the original Game Boy strains your eyes like anything. <laughs> yeah. It's um, yeah. about that bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Smaller than your iPhone. Yeah, that's three times the size of your little unit, three times the size of my iPhone, and like ten times fatter. It's on like my iPhone, all of a sudden decided to go to an all eat buffet and decided it didn't want to leave. <laughs> um, so just to carry on with the article, it says here, outputting an original Super NES to HDMI takes a bit of extra hardware, but the Super NT outputs through HDMI with lag-free zero-signal degradation video, according to the manufacturer Analog. Uh, the system is... Yeah, I know. 
The Super the system is compatible with all original Super NES games as well as Super Famicom Library and the Super Game Boy. Since it accepts original controllers, you can play Mario Paint on it as well. Um, oh joy! <laughs> all right. oh, wow, Mario Paint enthusiasts gonna be really uh, chuffed. Like three that. guys out. They're going to hop. Fuck yeah! I think there's a reason I this. I like this simulating Mario Paint. Fuck! <laughs> I like this, but I'm also kind of like, who cares? The, the, it's the, a great gimmick, but like, it is a great gimmick. The issue and that I wanted a Super NES, but in a year like 2017 where every fucking game that comes out is knocking it out of the park do we really want this there's right gonna, now there's gonna be just there is always a nostalgia fix and every yes. time you play something retro yeah you look at it through rose tinted glasses and for the first five minutes you're like oh man this is fucking awesome it's like looking back at if you play like ps1 games how you remember like tekken 3 like oh man tekken 3 is fucking awesome and then you play it, like, oh man, this looks like wang. <laughs> you know, and you can like go all the way through. Yeah, because at, at the time you'd gone from the Sega Mega Drive to the PS1. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and the you, was huge. You sat there and thought, these graphics, oh, it's going to be amazing one day yeah. if they improve on these graphics. Yeah, I mean, PS1 graphics, they were, you basically have to uh, grin and bear those bastards because they were both. Blockiers, they they were, but at the I mean, time, how the hell I thought Lara Croft was sexy looking back. I do not know. <laughs> that was, that was all game cover. That, that was, was that was an actually the game. That was just teenagers having access to porn on the internet. That's what we were about. Then. <laughs> Did you know that it was actually due to a mistake that headlines were that big? Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that. I reckon the developers <laughs> got a little bit randy. So you know what? The, <laughs> I, I, think, I don't remember who it was, but I think the designer he received the. Um, the dimensions for the character that he was building and I think there was like a misprint or he misread it I don't know what happens no one quote me for fuck's sake but I'm fairly certain like it was because of a mistake when he was inputting the information that he had to hand that she ended up with tits the size of cannonballs as opposed to apples now, okay. I, I so, accept that for the in-game character model but that game also had CGI movies where yes. you had tits bigger than red. Yeah, we'll you know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not thinking just kind of like changing like the dimension. You know what? One fifty instead of fifty. It's going to really go like because <laughs> back then you had to like you know call the pixels around. So some some intern's job, some work experience boy was like, going, oh, and again it's like was it um, Dead and Alive two, the fighting game by Team Ninja? Oh, yeah. that's, oh god, that's boo physics. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't go wrong. I'm on the Dreamcast. I'm not going to lie. But uh, it's that sort of thing that you hear these people go and developers, you know, we need to respect video games. So <laughs> yeah. This is a uh-huh. real industry now. We need to respect it. Video games is art. And then you go like, boo physics. <laughs> <laughs> so from boo physics, we then jump on to boo physics. Because for Christ's sake, we can't talk about boo physics oh, all night. Yes, as much as we'd love to. Well, uh, it could lead on to the, the naughty dog topic that you want to discuss. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's the biggest link you're going to get I'll, I'll, I'll take that <laughs> alright so 
Um, we'll, we'll skip ahead. We'll go to uh, Naughty Dog responding following sexual harassment allegations. Because um, the Oscars have it, but so does the gaming world. <laughs> okay, so this <laughs> is from Kotaku's uh, Jason Schreier, and anyone that knows anything about games media will have heard the name Jason Schreier. So this is titled, Former Naughty Dog Employee Says He Was Fired After Filing a Sexual Harassment Complaint. Wait, wait, um, he was. He was sacked. Yeah, he was sacked. So... Who put the sexual harassment? Was it a dude who might sexually harassed him? No, he, <laughs> he put the complaint in. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought right. he was sexually harassed by another guy, annoyed dog. Let me read the article and educate you. So... Please do. Because <laughs> my story's far better. <laughs> <laughs> a former employee of the highly regarded video game development studio, Naughty Dog, has accused the company of terminating him after he says he filed a complaint that he was sexually harassed by someone else at the studio. In a statement, Naughty Dog says it has no record of these allegations because, of course, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, That's coming along with it. So, to continue, in conversations with Kotaku, current and former employees say they are shocked and saddened by the entire situation, though they, are, they were aware he had a rough time with the company. Uh, David Ballard, an environment designer, sorry, an environment artist, who worked at Naughty Dog for two different stints between 2009 and 2016, wrote on social media this weekend that he was the victim of sexual harassment by a lead at the Sony-owned PlayStation studio, best known for Uncharted and The Last of Us. Ballard first... Who for Uncharted and The Last of Us, <laughs> let's be honest. Naughty Dog! Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot! Oh, no. Yeah. What do you mean, oh no? <laughs> you, oh no, that. That's fucking looking through rose tinted glasses. Right, it is, it is quality. <laughs> Ballard first wrote the statements Friday on his private Facebook, but they did not gain widespread attention until he took to Twitter on Saturday afternoon. Just to break away from this, I've got Crash Bandicoot 2 on my Vita, and it still holds up. It's fucking it's quality. quality. <laughs> Absolutely quality. quality. He says, in late 2015, I was sexually harassed at Naughty Dog by a lead, Ballard wrote. My work environment became extremely toxic afterward. In February 2016, I had a mental breakdown at work and Sony PlayStation HR became involved. When I told them about the harassment, they ended the call and fired me the next day. They cited the company was moving in a different direction and my job was no longer needed. They tried to silence me by offering $20,000 if I signed a letter agreeing to the termination as well as not to discuss it with anyone. I declined to sign. I have been employed for 17 months since. Ballard added that he felt empowered to speak up because of the strength I've seen in others coming forward about their experiences in the TV and film industry. A reference to the recent stories about Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein and his long history of alleged sexual harassment, rape and other horrid behaviour. Dozens of women... story. Yeah. Um, did you see that Tom Hanks spoke out against him after Good his job. apology? Do you, know, do you know that some people actually stood up for it? Oh, there's, a, there's a fashion designer, I've got what my name is now, who pretty much said, well, if women are going to dress that way, you know, they got it coming. I was oh, like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Sometimes when women go out, they do dress a certain way because they may want sex, but not from you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, well, I would say the most horrific and like mind-blowing story I heard was when uh, one actress was kind of like on this boat during a Cannes festival, and she's kind of like barged in with a robe bathroom the bathroom just started jacking off in front of her oh. and then left <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
just a, an Does official kind of nasty on every level. Just an official <laughs> pixel prep message here, kids. Rape is bad. <laughs> just so, in front of people who don't want to see you jerk off is frowned upon as well. Dozens of women have spoken out in recent days, and Weinstein and other alleged harassers. Uh, sorry, about Weinstein and other alleged harassers in Hollywood, and both men and women have shared their own stories on social media. Most recently, under the hashtag #MeToo. On Sunday morning, Naughty Dog and its parent company, Sony, sent out a joint statement saying they were unaware of Ballard's sexual harassment claim. The statement reads, We have recently read on social media that an ex-employee of Naughty Dog, Dave Ballard, claims he was sexually harassed when he works at Naughty Dog. We have not found any evidence of having received allegations from Mr. Ballard that he was harassed in any way at Naughty Dog or Sony Interactive Entertainment. Harassment and inappropriate conduct have no place at Naughty Dog and Sony Interactive Entertainment. We have taken and always will take reports of sexual harassment and other workplace grievances very seriously. We value every single person who works at Naughty Dog and Sony Interactive Entertainment. It is of utmost importance to us that we maintain a safe, productive workplace environment that allows us all to channel our shared passion for making games. Ballard has not responded to multiple messages via Kotaku via phone and email seeking more details on his allegations and reaction to Naughty Dog and Sony's statement. Three current and former Naughty Dog employees, all speaking under condition of anonymity so as not to jeopardise their careers, all said they had not heard anything about Ballard's sexual harassment allegations until this weekend and that they were disturbed by the news. These employees said that they did not know or want to speculate who the alleged sexual harasser may be. Each discipline at the studio typically has two leads, and by one estimate, there are around two dozen at Naughty Dog. We, one current Naughty Dog employee said that he and co-workers he spoke to were blindsided by the news, and that while he believed Ballard's allegations, he also believed that the studio had been unaware of them. There definitely is not a culture of covering up bad behaviour, this person said, and I and quite a lot of other people wouldn't be here if there was. You can read the rest of the review on, uh, sorry, of the article on Kotaku.com. Um, it's pretty fucking prominent, but I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think you, you have to take it, you have to take it into consideration with everything that's gone on. Mm-hmm over the last few weeks um, you can't it's interesting to, to hear from Kotaku that he's not responded to any comments since Sony and Naughty Dog released their statements yeah um, it's I mean, just one of those things you, you have to take both sides of the story you can't yeah without working for them you, you don't know the situation I that they're in I have to say and again I can't go into it because of it affecting my I'm not going to say career because let's be honest. But uh, my job, um, <laughs> my job to a certain degree deals with um, certain disciplinary proceedings, and I have to take in both accounts. Yeah. You have to work on fact. The fact that Sony have immediately come up and said we've got no record of this. Now you can turn around and go, of course you haven't, like I did earlier. On the upside. Uh, on the flip be, side of that this, might be is, the truth. They, they, it might be the truth. Mm-hmm. They could just as easily, if they were covering it up, going, Mr. Ballard had raised a complaint. Here is a 
completely fabricated report of them investigating it, finding it to be non-factual and the actions that they took. Mr Ballard was unhappy with the actions that we put forward and he was consequently relieved from his duties at Naughty Dog on this date. They could have easily put that bullshit out there. There could have been no issue with them doing that. A big company like Sony Interactive Entertainment and Naughty Dog, one of the big top dogs, I could see that potentially happening. Do you know what I mean? But the fact that they've said we've got no record of it and that he has been unavailable does, does make you think whilst it's possible for it to be a thing that's happened and they've covered up, it also seems quite likely that it could be him lashing out at a company that fired him 17 months ago because he's been unable to find work since. Yeah. So, mm. there's, there's a possibility. I know there is a history, it was a um, sexual harassment in, in the gaming industry, but yeah. usually that's targeted towards um, women because it's a very male-dominated uh, industry. And was it... Um, Gamer, gamer girls or gamer developers are pretty much shunned upon, isn't it? Like um, the meme or kind of like the the thing if any kind of girl, gamer girl goes on like Call of Duty, the first thing they get uh, shouted at by their uh, you know other players is tits or get the fuck out, you know that yeah. sort of thing. Well, yes, you have got a whole bunch of thirteen, fourteen year olds shouting that at you. You know it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wasn't there was a story years ago, wasn't it, about some game, game developer last sleeping with someone to get a game promoted or something like that? But um, yes, yeah, this yeah. thing is in the name Gamergate or something like that. I can't really remember yeah. the whole story. Um, but there was a lass who does was it PlayStation Access? Oh yes, I'm plugging you guys. Hoo hoo, give me some money. Um, her name's Holly, and she pretty much gets slagged off the whole time. I've, she goes I've that. seen that. I oh. watched her and Rob, um, because, again, I follow PlayStation Access. Mm. I love their stuff. Um, I've heard on YouTube. It's amazing. Rob, if by some miracle you're listening, I love your Friday features, um, which is a video show that you do as opposed to me making any kind of sexual forward advances towards you. Um, but also through there. But also... Rob. We, we deny any knowing of this. Yeah. Should that wife of yours ever think no, no to you, just know that there's an offer over here. I want some um, sweet hot brother loving. <laughs> this is all one massively off the rails. So, yeah, no, I, I've seen that and I've... Um, I think you slagged her off one time wearing too much makeup in the comments. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I've seen her talking about the... Um, old PlayStation peripherals, like the, I mean, it was amazing. Some of the stuff that they were talking about and demonstrating, it, it was amazing. But all the comments just seemed to be about the people hosting the show. Mm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I thought the show was really good. I enjoyed it. I liked hearing about the different uh, peripherals that they'd had. Um, it's easy Jesus, to do it. Yeah. Like to focus on the fact that. You know, there was a tear in her jeans or in a top or something like that. And she wore fucking fashion now. And she wore too much lipstick or didn't yeah. wear enough lipstick. It's, it's that kind of like, God, how fine is that line where if she's too pretty, yeah. she's a poser. If she's not pretty enough, just she's fucking ugly. Get rid of her. Just look at Naomi. Naomi Kyle is, um, she works for IGN. I don't want to say what her, her role with IGN is because I wouldn't want to get it wrong. But quite often you see her doing the daily fix 
or the top five. Um, so she's constantly in videos. Mm. You know, she's lovely, stunning woman. She is always dolled up. She always looks fantastic. And again, like occasionally I will scroll through and I will see comments that are focused solely on her physical appearance. Just as opposed to... Girl. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it annoys me a little bit, but... This is, this is, this is the problem, though, that we've had... Uh, I know, it's going... time immemorial. Yeah, I know this is going slightly off-topic, but you will always get morons on the internet yeah. making comments that aren't needing to be made. It's completely irrelevant to the, the topic at hand. I think I'm also now, isn't it, because the internet allows you to be... Um, allows you to hide, doesn't it? Because, let's say, back in the day when we were kids... If, uh, you know, you have to have some serious book behind you. So oh, I've just got to step away for two minutes. I know what you're going. You're, thinking, you're going online and thinking about noise. I'm going upstairs now to troll the internet. Yeah, you're, you're going to talk about Holly now, aren't you? You're going, you're going to get your sweet Photoshop versions of Naomi and Holly. God, I can't believe you do that, brother. I have to talk about sex harassment and you, that sort of horrible thing. No, you're right. Twitter itself. Oh, God. You can you can create a profile, not have any pictures on there. Yeah, create just, a fake name, and then just troll the internet. Yeah. Back in the day, if you wanted to be a bully, you, if you, it was in your yeah. face. Yeah, it, it was like a little nerdy kid and went up to some like the biggest guy ever and went, "Fucker!" You probably get punched out. <laughs> now, now you can kind of like do it online because no one knows who you are. But no, you know, it's, and. I don't know, maybe people are just trying to make noise more than they Well, that's the thing, it. isn't it? It's trying to make themselves look clever. When it isn't, it, it's, it is just wrong. You, you, no, you mean, I wouldn't mind if it was actually funny, but it's not. It's, going for, yeah. it's not even going for the longest common denominator. It's, it's the bar is so low, it's in Satan's wine cellar. It's that <laughs> low down. <laughs> and I know I come up with some very un-PC things at times, but, you know, I don't... Um, well, I don't particularly mean them. So, in, in your, you know, reading what's been read out in the article, with the fact that he's not come out after Sony and Naughty Dog's statement, what does that say to you about his allegation? Oh, it's a tough one, ain't it, really? Because, one, sexual harassment is never an easy one. It's not like anyone kind of, like, runs out and goes, I just got touched up, because um, it's, it's that embarrassing fact. It's not so much a fact that you might have got... Um, uh, advances by someone who you didn't find attractive is probably advances that you made you feel weak because it's usually a it's usually a power thing. Yeah. I mean, I, put, I mean, I don't know the whole story about the you know the Oscars and TV thing, but yeah. my understanding is that sort of behaviour is not so much a sexual thing, but more of a power thing. So usually mm-hmm. it makes people feel weak. So maybe he's felt so weak they couldn't speak up about it, but. You know, unless you hear both, si- both sides, really, I mean, maybe Sony had no idea what was going on, because yeah. it could easily be kind of a case of a naughty dog, which sounds like the worst company ever to be involved with sexual harassment, <laughs> so you just do not really want to, <laughs> naughty dog, ooh, what have you been up to now? <laughs> Stop touching your employees. I... That, is, that, <laughs> that business embarrasses the agency, Mulder. It does. Yeah. It is... It's unfortunate that this story has come to light. One, because this guy has obviously felt as though he's needed to bring this up for some reason. Mm. You know, so that puts... It casts Naughty Dog and, by extension, Sony in a light they don't want to be shown in. Um, It might be fiction. It might be complete bullshit. It might be real. But the thing is, I don't think we're ever going to know. No. 
because there's always going to be denial from one side. Um, and I also think as well, as criminal as it sounds and horrible as it sounds as well, this sort of story in the game industry doesn't rack up interest. It doesn't. Which is a horrible thing to say. Yeah. It should rack up interest because it's some dude at work got sexually harassed and it should be... And lost his job because yeah. of it. Yeah. And it should be quite high up there. But because it's gaming and... Everyone sees it as a completely different topic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is it. You, know, it is, you, you it don't is. put it in the same context as you would say with, with Weinstein's allegations. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it is more mainstream media. This is it. As incredible as video games are, people do not see the medium of video games as mature as others. And I'm sorry, yeah. books and movies, as brilliant as those two mediums are, at least you can interact with video games. You've got storytelling mm. unlike anything else out of the most recent years, and yet you are part of it. It gives you a certain amount of agency and... Um, what's that word? Interaction? In, no, something yeah, else. I can't it. remember it, but I'm not going to spend my time trying to figure out. Immersion. That's it, yeah. You get a certain amount of immersion <laughs> from, from it that you won't source. get <laughs> out of... Out of other mediums. It's okay, bro, you've had two beers, you've hit your limit now. <laughs> this, is, this, this is one beer. <laughs> I've still got one whole more to go. Um, I'm going to start writing a love letter to Holly now. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing a love letter to Rob. <laughs> Why won't you answer me back, Rob? I do nothing it's, but like your videos. Why won't you love me? It's unfortunate. It's, it's bad for the company. It's bad for David Ballard. Um, here's hoping it all blows over and here's hoping that David Ballard finds himself more work he states here he's been unemployed for 17 months here's hoping something comes up soon Um, moving on yeah to the very last thing and I'm literally I'm just going to skim through this I just thought it was interesting Um, Sony Music Entertainment has launched a brand new video game label called Unties and it's aiming to streamline small independent game studios with the company's large production channels. Today's Steam for PS. Today's press release indicates. Today's press release indicates that Unties will specifically look to discover games with unique features that offer something special in an era of all too similar titles. But more interestingly, is that Sony Music Entertainment's Unties isn't a PlayStation-only platform. In fact, the label just announced its first game for the Nintendo Switch. Wow. Switch. So, I, this was the only I reason think I thought that, this was I, I think that's quite on. good. I, um, I think it, just to give credit to it before we get into like talking about it, this comes from Game Ram. Ram. Um, that just threw so, that into <laughs> no, that killed it. Yeah. So basically, the game's called time. Tiny Metal. Um, it's oh, a is, it like the, is it like the Baby Brother to Twisted Metal? No. That's uh, a shame. Tiny Metal is a Japanese-created arcade game that takes heavily insp- uh, sorry heavy inspiration from the likes of Advance Wars, which is a franchise I am unfamiliar with. I think I'm familiar with it. It's like turn-based tank shit. Yeah, that sounds a little bit like um, yeah, turn-based combat with a variety of soldiers and mechanical weapons in the, is the name of the game. I, so, should, I should really do elevator pictures. What's this game about? Turn-based tank shit. Press <laughs> <laughs> um, A, blow this shit up, done. So, Bio, if you want to read the article regarding it, um, go to gamerant.com. Um, but otherwise, still, we're going to just move on. I so, still think Tiny Metal should be like a micro-machine version of Twisted Metal. 
And you know that idea would sell. <laughs> yeah, it would. You'd have, like, you'd have your little ice cream truck with clown face. You're still so. determined Crazy Taxi comes back. Crazy Taxi is awesome. Well, it's never, never going to come back. back. No, if it doesn't, it's so freaking ultra-realistic. You need a VR one. headset yeah. and a meter in your car. And you have to pay attention to road fucking safety. <laughs> and I think you'll find there's your fare. It'd be like fucking a loser version of Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get kicked out of London. Fucking <laughs> 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 sexual harassment. <laughs> oh, be fun, wouldn't it? Uber simulation. You drive along, you get your fare, and then two days later you get a letter through saying you've been done for sexual harassment, and then you lose your job. Um, that's about Uber, not about Naughty Dog. <laughs> <laughs> it would be quite ironic if they. Yeah, <laughs> Naughty Dog simulator. <laughs> so. What we're going to do, we're going to move into our next segment. Forgive us, the, the news isn't normally going to take that long. Um, we're going to cut down the waffle line. We just, we love talking. Um, what we are going to do is we are going to start talking a little bit now about our rotating topic. Um, our rotating topic, every time we're going to get together, our topic's going to be about something different. This week, we're going to talk about the matter of console classics. Yeah. Or yeah, even different. classic consoles. Well, so, I, I think it's good with, with what the NES has come out with. I think it's perfect time to discuss something like Yeah, that well, this it, is it. So, you, like you said, you've got the NES, you've now got the Super NES. Nintendo, I can't quite remember the story that I've heard, but I think Nintendo have just clamped down on um, potentially doing a Game Boy classic. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're looking at a re-release with... Uh, of the original Game Boy with potential emulation for who knows maybe 20 to 30 games on there wow. god looking at the big screen TV is going to make your eyes king you're going to feel like the pixels are killing you I know um, Mario jumping at you <laughs> but as a result what we wanted to do <laughs> two inch <laughs> what we wanted to do was talk about uh, games consoles that you know meant something to us mm. um, and what kind of top 10 games we would put on there the games themselves aren't going to be ranked um, but these are games that... I don't know. Yeah, yeah I might do that. Hey, know. if you're ranking <laughs> But I've got to be honest, I, I'm doing the PlayStation 2 and I've got Kingdom Hearts on there as well as yeah. Devil May Cry. And I don't know which one I'm going to put above the other. I've gone through a The third Devil May Cry. One and two are wank. One and, no, no, no. Now, hang on a second. One and two yeah. are okay. Nah. If you compare it to three, but like when them. you compare it to three, yeah. they weren't they amazing. Were like, the, it was. It's unfortunate that you go that way. Like, yeah, one and two were shit. One and two were great. One, and two were building one was great. Right. Two, two was, was okay. Three was just the best one out of the lot. That's all it was. See, I never played Devil May Cry. Did you not? No. It was like kung fu oh. fun. Pretty yeah. like that kung fu. So I, I have to take your word that three was the best one. Number four was good. I four. I even like the, ninja, the Team Ninja remake as well. That was good. That was a controversial opinion because people slagged me off for that. <laughs> Dante doesn't have white hair. I, worst <laughs> game ever. <laughs> I've, I've been seeing it more and more and I really like the look of Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Or DMC. DMC. Run the DMC. Well, this is it. It's DMC Devil May Cry. It's a reboot. It's not DMC 5 or anything like that. And I'm not being funny... Yeah, because it's the reboot from Ninja Theory. Yeah. And I yeah, think they gave a bloody story. I, I appreciate that. It, it looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to play it. So. No, I thought it was good because Neo was. I don't care what anyone says. Neo was a good character and also voiced by. Um, 
Was it Johnny something? Either way, the Black Ranger from Power Rangers number two. So not Zack, Adam. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. I know my nerd references. <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of voice acting. Check him out. Um, I love you, Adam. Right, so who wants to go first? You go first. You start to see where your devil may cry. Yes. Yeah. I know, I know, look at me. So, yeah, um, on there I've got Devil May Cry 3, Dante's Awakening. Oh, which Kingdom Hearts? <sighs> no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which, so I've which got Kingdom Hearts. What of a story do you like the best? I've got, let, let, me, let me go through, because I've, I've, I've listed it so that I can run through. When I was making this up, and I've literally just been going through it now just to try and make sure that I've got my ten games on there, these these were games where I was kind of like, ooh. The first one that came up, because I had to get myself a reminder, um, and I went to IGN's top 100 PS2 games for this. Um, the first one that I came across as I randomly clicked into the top 10 was Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of the Patriots. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> And I like Metal Gear, but... I like Metal Gear, which is why I didn't pick it. And I've gone and picked instead Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Yes. I love that game. I thought it was brilliant. If you want to give yourself a fucking mission of a task, go onto YouTube, type in Metal Gear Solid 2 story cutscenes like that. There's a guy who's kind of like, put all the Metal Gear Solid games in like a movie. So you can see Metal Gear Solid 1 as a movie, Metal Gear 2, all that sort of stuff. You want a complete head fuck of a time. You watch Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, man, that's just like eight hours of watching a Codex conversation. Because which, which Metal Gear Solid game was it where they, they did it where you could face off against the boss, but if you saved it and switched it off at the point of the boss battle and then you turned it on two weeks later or something... Oh, it's number three. That he he that's died. Number three. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it three? Yeah. You are referring to the boss known as The End. He was... Uh, a really old sniper that um, he basically because I I tried this out once upon a time myself if you go into the internal clock of your PS2 set it forward I think I don't know I set it forward by like a year or something like yeah. that um, and when I turned it back on in the middle of the boss fight because you could save it in the middle of the boss fight you had a cutscene where uh Naked Snake would walk up to the body of the end and he died from old age, yeah. um, which was ridiculous. Um, I know, but it was, a, it was a funny little sort oh, of yeah. side achievement that you know. You had, there was another bit where. You um, could bypass the whole boss by shooting him in the wheelchair. Yeah, you could shoot him in the wheelchair. So, like, there were cool things. It's like the Ooh. Sorrow, who was another boss in yeah. that. Um, the Sorrow. It kind of took down your life bar because every time you got bumped into by one of the characters that you'd killed, they would come back as a ghost. Um, but the thing is, if you played the game without killing anyone, you're, you're just walking down a river, aren't you? you? Didn't, yeah, you just yeah. walk down a river. <laughs> so Until you die. I, I don't know. I really liked Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm, I'm not a huge Metal Gear fan. I haven't played 4. I've got 5 on my PlayStation. I've barely played it. I suck at the first mission. But it's one of those that I, will, I do want to get into. I say 5. Benefits having Keeper Sutherland down instead of David Hager. Mainly yeah. because I'm guessing Keeper Sutherland costs a shitload. And David Hager... Just cost nothing, so keep it something you got paid by the words. So in other words, you don't get him repeating everything after a codex conversation. Oh. Metal Gear, 
Metal Gear? Chris, Chris texted me the other week saying, um, I want you to play the Metal Gear game, which is you have to repeat the last couple of words said by everyone you talk to with the word huh at the end. <laughs> um, so you go like, do you want to go for lunch? Lunch, huh? <laughs> I think I tried it for all of ten minutes and then realised how dumb I sounded, so I, I gave up. Because you're not um, live guys, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, next right? on my list, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2, I put the first one on there. As much as I love the second one, the first one is kind of where it started for me. I fucking loved it. Are you psyched for three? Um, I, yeah, I am a little bit psyched That's for three. Really. Um, I literally can't is that, wait for that to come You're going to have to explain that one to me again, because again, that was something that I never... Kingdom Hearts 3 was the crossover from Disney and Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, and it is as ridiculous as it sounds. <laughs> the storyline to it is just out of this world. And by the time you got to the second one, it was Dog, I mean, I it was all about a, a third organization. You kind of you had yourself, you had your protagonist Sora, um, his friends that were just trying to save existence or whatever it was at the time. Dog, you had that. the Heartless, uh, which were the bad guys, which were normally led by in the original Kingdom Hearts game. They were led by all the. Um, Disney villains, so you had Maleficent and Captain Hook and Ursula and all these guys Idiots. basically being the leaders of <laughs> the the Heartless. And I thought it was really cool, but then come the second one, the storyline got convoluted. Organization it, thirteen. It became Organization thirteen. It, it was just ridiculous. I Kingdom Hearts on its own was brilliant. And I, I love it. the fact that people like make you take Kingdom Hearts seriously. So no. It's a serious story. It's not Two a serious seasons. story. You got fucking Donald healing you. Piss exactly. Off. You know? Like you run around with a giant key instead of some kind of weapon, twatting things, thinking that you're fucking cool. And in the time that you get battered, Donald Duck and Goofy come over and back you up. It's complete bullshit. <laughs> but at the same time, it's fucking magical. It's like people trying to take Star Fox seriously. Your wingman's a frog. Oh, <laughs> don't talk to me about Star Fox. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, next, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Fuck yeah, yeah, the best one. Yeah, Tommy Vercetti, that whole Miami Vice setting. I fucking love that shit. It was awesome. And um, it was the it was the first. Shut up. It was the first like seagulls, game uh, out the franchise that actually had a voice protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. done Do by Ray Lutter, I think, as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you know? What? Loved it. Got really, Reynolds in it as well. Really loved it. It was a great game. It was just dripping with fucking atmosphere all the time. Didn't matter what you were doing. It just felt like you were there. It was your favourite. And how its graphics looked at the time. Yeah. yeah no, oh, at the it. time it was amazing. Yeah. And you can pick it up now on your PS4 as a classic. If you haven't played it, I recommend doing so. You have not lived. Um... <laughs> We've already discussed Devil May Cry 3, Dante's Awakening being on there. Uh, then got Dragon Quest Eight: Journey of the Cursed King. Um, which I can tell from those vacant expressions <laughs> means that you don't know what it is. So, uh, oh, I know it's, it's a dungeon crawl. I know it's like Final Fantasy's Yeah, it's a JRPG. Um, basically, you play a silent protagonist because, you know, JRPG. Is that way you can change your name? Um, Link. <laughs> <laughs> So, you run around as a silent protagonist with this little troll thing and 
this horse that they ride around on towing a cart. Um, the whole story. Slimes, don't the whole story immediately being the uh, the troll was a king and the horse was the king's daughter that was cursed. And for some reason, you, the silent protagonist, was the only person that was not touched by this curse that was put upon the castle. Um, It's amazing. I'm not being funny. I'm not going to talk about it too much because it's been such a long time since (laughs) you played it. Check it out on YouTube. Um, This one, fucking Jesus. Jack 3. The Grand Theft Auto of the Jack and Daxter series. You can argue that Jack 2 did it better, but Jack 3 gave you uh, the desert scenario. It gave you complete brand new areas to look out for, as well as Haven City. You had all the deserts. Um, You had the Dark Jack mechanic that you had from the second game, but you also had the Light Jack mechanic in this new game. I fucking loved it. I know certain people are fans of Ratchet and Clank, but you've got that shit on your PS4. They rebooted it. It looks brilliant. I love it. But if I'm going to have myself a PS2 classic remade, I want Jack 3 on there. I always wonder when they hit Jack 2 and Jack 3, a weird change. Just because you had Jack 1, which is kind of like all bouncy and nice and lovely. Then it's like, it's almost like Jack 1 was Kid Jack. And then when Jack 2 yeah. came out, it's Teenage Jack, and I'm evil, and fuck you, Mum. I'm gonna do my own thing. I literally, the first words. I've discovered your spring, and fuck you. The first words spoken by our angry adolescent main character was is Jack 2. Was fuck you, was, I'm gonna kill Praxis, which was <laughs> the name of the bad guy. I, I'm not being funny, it's. I might should have said fuck you, Mum, that'd be more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to Slipknot. Fuck you. Fuck you, creature. No, but it was. It was setting a tone. It was previously you'd had a very bright, light, Naughty Dog game before, whereas now Naughty Dog had decided to turn around and go, actually, we're going to have a slightly grittier version of what mm. we'd had before. We're going to change up the mechanics. We're going to change up uh, a lot of the combat. We're going to change up a lot of the traversal. Do you think it's kind of like a prototype Nathan Drake, is in? Oh. We're going to make sure we can... We're going to test the water first, see if we can make a mass murder of Jax. Moving and on. And then we'll make Nathan Drake. The <laughs> Moving on. Killer. We've got Burnout 3. Um, yeah. Burnout 3, what needs to be said about it? Brilliant game, smashing into other people, taking them out. It was a great game. You want to talk about fun driving games, Burnout 3 is up there. Nitro the shit out of stuff. Um, just for the sake of beat-em-ups... Um, fighting games Tekken Tag Tournament on the PS2 and my first Tekken game was uh, Tekken 3 and when Tekken Tag Tournament came out I picked that up straight away and I loved it I thought it was, it was absolutely the first brilliant ones, wasn't it? yeah it was yeah. one of the early ones Tekken Tag was basically where you could switch in and out with a partner yeah because it came, it came from the other Marvel versus um, Capcom stuff yeah which I loved um, before I got wank with Infinite my last two We've got Final Fantasy X. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I know a lot Ooh. of people prefer twelve, but for me, I, I started off with Final Fantasy IX on my PS1. I didn't really get into Final Fantasy VII or VIII. I had them, but I never really got into them, never really got into the weeds of them, and I never really complete... I didn't complete eight. Um, I've completed seven, but it, it just didn't hold that same love for me the way that Final Fantasy IX did. However, when I got my PS2... 
I played Final Fantasy X and my protagonist spoke and that that was brilliant like I had a more interesting and engaging story the lip syncing was awful oh, yes. but I was more drawn yeah, to it dark, to help pull yeah. me in but compared to what the Final Fantasy games had been before that it was an exciting new exactly and addition me, to the series this is why if I'm going to have it back I'm not saying that 10 is better than 12 what I'm saying is for me this game made yeah. an impact and that's why I wanted it and um, last certainly they made a, was a HD remake of 10 and they did yeah. um, and of 10 too which um, I have nice. downloaded to my PS3 and then again to my Vita um, last but not least Rockstar's Bolly Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's a little unknown. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, absolutely quality game. Came out back in two thousand six. You can bug watch people on that, can't you? You can bug watch <laughs> people on that. You can bully them. You can ping them with your slingshot. You skate around town. Go around on a BMX. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely quality. It did a great job of, though I don't know anything about the American education system, making me feel like I was kicking the ass of nerds at school. And given that I was a nerd at school, it was nice to feel a little bit... I was going to say... Did you feel like this was revenge? Nice to get that fucking little bit back on him. Fuck you, Tommy. I'm going to get you. This is how I felt. Again, Bolly, you can pick it up on your PS4. I would suggest if you're available to do so... It. Doesn't it like a lot of Latin though in America? Cause they um, yeah, it was yeah. called Carnis Carnum Edit, yeah. and they called it that because. Um, I mean, dog eat dog. No, I can't. It might do, but the reason they called it that was because they didn't want to call it bully because they felt it was too pro bullying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> come from the people who make GTA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, that's those. Those are my ten games that I would love to see on a little PS2 classic. GTA, you can pick up a hooker and shoot in the head after you've had your fun with her, but my god, you can't bog wash a person <laughs> because that's not right. <laughs> right, Alex, give us your list. Right, okay. Well, I've gone for the predecessor to the PlayStation, uh, uh, PlayStation 2. I've gone for the PS1. Um, you've sort of shot me in the foot with your your classic games because I want to try and steer away from, stay away from copying you, but. One exception is is Final Fantasy. Now, I, yeah. I, my first one was seven. Yeah, I'd never right. played it before, and I've got it on the remastered version of the PS4 now, and I still love it. But I've always had a situation of do I prefer seven or eight? And even though we, we've been discussing this topic for the last week, I still don't know which yeah. one I prefer. I. I storywise on the first time. I yes. I can see why people are split because there was such a jump in visuals predominantly yeah. um between seven and eight. I'm not being funny, you've got the seven that's been ported to the PS4. I've bought that. I'm waiting until payday for me to be able to then pick up the port of Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah. They've not yet released Final Fantasy VIII. I know, which I disappoints me, because, because I do. I, I, I love that game. It looks but amazing. That said, I've got the PS1 Classic, and I've downloaded it to my PS3, so might very, it, I want the trophies. <laughs> I, want, I want the trophies. <laughs> get, That's all I want. Yeah. Don't care. That's all it's become now. It's well, trophy hunting for you, isn't it? Well, yeah, I've got I, five gold. I'm not ashamed of that. Um, oh, 705 fucking bronze ones, though. The next one... Those grow like bacteria. The next one I've gone for is Tomb Raider, the original. Ooh. Mm. 
Now you could shoot a dino in that. Exactly. Oh. That that was that was the weird thing about it. You start off, you see her climbing up a mountain, and then all of a sudden there's wolves sitting at your front. Uh, no, uh, sitting outside. So you shoot them. You go through a cave. You do a couple of jumps, and all of a sudden there's a fucking T Rex staring at you. I mean. It, that was a boss. That was. It, it was. Yeah. It was cool, and um, you know, I I spent time playing it. I saw my dad spend time playing it, and that's what got me into it in the first place. Is is watching other people have a go, because it gives you an idea of what it looks like before you've even started. It's very much um, a rose tinted glasses job it, as well. It, it because, is. Uh, you remember how it was when you played it. I guarantee if you play it now, you'd be friggin' frustrated about oh, this sure. camera. Absolutely. You'd be trying to do everything you can with a second analogue stick on it. <laughs> Fucking move! Well, especially when I can see a wall, I need to see something else. It's sort of the ridiculously weird jump that she does when she goes backwards. She doesn't walk backwards, <laughs> no. she sort of jumps. She sort of looks behind her. Yeah, just like look before she. No, she jumped before she looked. Oh, no, sure. There's a wall there. Spikes. <laughs> Like um, the old Prince of Persia games, I love the really, really first ones. You kind of like jump um, like two foot and power yourself in a spike. <laughs> well, they went a bit of a, a different way with the new ones, with, mm. you know, yeah. um, which I think is a brilliant difference to the, the whole franchise as a, as a whole. Um, I'm quite excited to see the movie. With Alicia Vikander in it as well. You know what? That one completely is my radar. I only know about that. I saw a trailer on YouTube. Yeah, um, it does. It does. From it what I've seen of the trailer, that's that's, yeah. that's what I think is intrigued me to it. Anyway, uh, next one is. <sighs> See now, I've put Resident Evil, mm-hmm. but then any Resident Evil fan will sit there and go, oh, "What about Nemesis? Nemesis was the best one." Yeah, but this is this was your list. I know. Like what? And it, again, it's a difficult one with Final Fantasy seven and eight. It was it was either that or Nemesis. Mm. And then four came along, and I oh, thought awesome. four was fucking quality. Yeah, you'd yeah. go to your zombie film and play four. Yeah, stop being a pussy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Even I have to admit that. Um, it's just because it's so campy fun. I mean, I'll, it's, it's so bad. I don't like it's brilliant. It's the, it's the acting of um, yeah. the president's <laughs> daughter. And it's they just... Are. Yeah. <laughs> you sat there and thought, really? Um, the funny thing I find about Resident Evil 4, sorry, is um, the mass discussions that people go on about Leon Kennedy being gay. <laughs> 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 They've actually made, like, essays about... They've done fan theories and stuff. Yeah, about being gay. I love two words. Like that. His hair. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I love shit like that. Like, hmm. So he's a, an incredibly well-trained agent. Bearing in mind, I know nothing about the Resident Evil series, but he's an incredibly well-trained agent that's uh, got the highest marksman scores out of everyone from his year when he came to uh, doing secret agent school, 2000-whatever. <laughs> Is there anything we should know about him? Yeah, he's super gay. <laughs> he like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like totes count because uh, of his hair. So, you know, Resident Evil came out... So, what, again, what I love about Resident Evil, the first one, is... It was campy it, fun as well. It was campy yeah. fun. But even as a kid, I mean, it, I think it came out in 96, roughly. Mm. Um, I was eight. Oh, yeah, I was going to shit out of that. So, yeah. uh, it would. It was, yeah, that yeah. was the whole point. It was to, it was to jump... Yeah, I mean, the, the first bit was the cut scene at the beginning with the dogs. And then you got through to the mansion. And then you went through the room. And you went down at the table. And you took a corridor. And all of a sudden, there's a fucking zombie staring at you. You had that CG cutscene. I remember yeah. this. Because I I went over to my 
my mum went over to her friend's place. I was with uh, her mum. My mum's friend's husband had a PlayStation. This was one of the games, and I tried it, and I specifically remember that CG cutscene. Yeah. It scared the shit out but of then, me. But then it was you... the way that decaying, rotting yeah. head turned and those lifeless eyes and it's just the groan of it that scared the shit out of me I turned off the Playstation (laughs) I never played Resident Evil 6 but then it it got worse because then you 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 did the first couple of little puzzle pieces Mm. and you went down a corridor and there was windows and you sat there and thought well nothing can go wrong with this you get down half the way through the corridor and fucking dogs jump through the window as if you weren't scared enough already but yeah so that to me as a whole I mean the story was, was very clever I think it, the, the way they remastered it on the GameCube. Yeah, I was um, I, I got that version yeah. as well. I thought that was very good. Um, Albert Wesker, the only man who constantly speaks like an evil villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be around him like a meeting or something. Like, just something Monday, like, I'm just going to the water fountain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so, yeah. speaking of horrible Umbrella! <laughs> yeah. Give us your next one. Give us the next one. <laughs> Carmageddon it's right there no 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 well no <laughs> I've just written them down I've got the order in my head Carmageddon you know how we were talking about yeah. driving games that were fun yes took the piss out of themselves Carmageddon was awesome oh it wasn't just in Germany you had green blood that's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. we, we, we were around that age when censorship was like anything. Mortal Kombat, you brought down this plate, and not PlayStation, the Super Nintendo, you had white blood. Now, I'm sorry, Nintendo, but there's a different body from fluid that's white. <laughs> it's not blood. <laughs> it's not blood. <laughs> um, yeah. You enjoy your beer, Craig. <laughs> With the white floppy head. head on it. <laughs> Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm one and a half beers down. That's not going to stop me at this point. Uh, That's it, Chuck. Yeah, that one, that one. That yeah, one. Carmageddon was a fun... fun it, it was... Yeah, it was completely sorry. random. And yeah. some of the weird vehicles you got... Oh, I'm, gotcha. I'm sure there was a school bus involved yeah, and like a truck and... Uh, it was the metal you drove an ice cream truck. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, a clown. I have yeah. to go with LMA Manager. See, now I'm a football fan. I'm a massive football fan. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, got me into football management sims. I mean, that was before championship. I played championship manager. That was before football manager is now. And I loved it. Absolutely mm. loved it. I remember spending hours upon hours playing it just to see how crap I actually sucked at, at, at this game. And it was brilliant. And I loved it. And I, I'd love to see them do a classic. Did you Remember. rename the players to something really childish? No. I did that all the time. I completely forgot about that. To be honest, I, I forgot about that feature. If, if I'm if I'm honest. could not I give a shit about football games in general. I know. I However, can... just to plug them again, PlayStation Access, check them out on YouTube. I watched Rob beg for either a remake or a new one of, of the LMA Manager, Manager yeah. series. It, it was good. I mean, the lads that I... You speak to at school, they were obsessed with it as well. But anyone that the lads that I spoke to at school bullied the shit out no, of me. No, yeah, but that's that's a different topic for another day. Um, well, but the ones that press crows memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to play Pokemon cards? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that makes the list. I've then gone for the original Silent Hill. Oh yes. Okay. 
And then, no. well, then again, the second did come out on PlayStation Two. So yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it, that was uh, that was the fear factor more than anything. I did love the way that Silent Hill did use limitations as creativity. The reason why the fog was so bad in Silent Hill One is because your draw distance was so shit. <laughs> it's because your computer would crash. That's the reason why it did. But it worked to its effect. Not being able yeah. to see what was two feet in front of you. Okay. Didn't have a giant pixelated monster kind of like rape your face off. Yeah. yeah limitations breed creativity. Yeah. And in games that are horror survival games where you are scared of taking the next few steps because oh, you yeah. don't know what's in the fog, that is... That's a fucking crazy well, mechanic. Doom, uh, Doom 3 that I had for the 360... I had it for the 360, I bought it for the PC beforehand, and I remember sitting there on a Friday night, pitch black, with headphones on, and just being shit scared of the atmospherics in that game. Oh, yeah. I mean, that because was completely apart from the other team as well. It was, it was just the fact that you'd walk around a corner and all of a sudden the light would break off the ceiling mm. and just flicker in front of you, and you would. You'd sit there and go, what the fuck has just happened? Mm. And you'd check behind you... Because you thought something was there. It's like the original Dead Space, isn't it? That was oh, that pretty was, much that was, shit your pants. Yeah, that about. was quality as well. Um, I've then gone for Crash Bandicoot 2. Mm-hmm. That, to me, was just a quality game. Yeah. And the fact that it was Naughty Dog as well, albeit you probably see, not sexually harassing staff at that time. <laughs> but, we, we don't know. We don't know. But I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> we don't want to make any. You know, it's interesting to me but. that you've gone for Crash Bandicoot too, because a lot of what I've been hearing is the from the remaster. People are enjoying the game as a whole, mm. but to break it down into thirds, they're putting Crash Bandicoot two at the top of their list, then Crash Three Warped, and they're leaving the original one right at the yeah. bottom. So, see, it, I, I never. It's the first the first Crash Bandicoot play, game I played was two, and, and that was the one that, that Same. I fell in love. With. I loved it. Um, Sometimes sequels are better than the originals. Though. I mean, but, yeah. Um, I think Uncharted One was pants, and I did play all of it. I had to proper force myself to finish. It, it was almost like amount of stubbornness to get me through that game. But Uncharted Two, I thought was my See, I, I, yeah. I was the I was the other way around. Yeah, Uncharted One to Two. I preferred one. I, I, I again, I, I was late to the Uncharted party. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I the... And I, I bought the trilogy off the PlayStation Store. Played one. I thought the story was brilliant. Mm. I then played two. I got through the first couple of, of chapters of it, and I, I struggled. I really did after that, and. I, you know, saying that I was the same with Uncharted Three. I've only played like the opening bit. I think got to the sewer, and that's pretty much I got bored yeah. and left it there. Yeah. Although I am more interested in Uncharted Lost Legacy, yeah. and because it's got Claudia Black. There is, and I love um, Black. There has been, sorry, a study that demonstrates that actually, especially with big AAA games, that there is a huge drop off when it comes to the third and final chapter. Uh, you saw it with Uncharted Three. You saw it with Mass Effect Three. You saw it with something else, three. Um, people just kind of... <laughs> I do love your attention to detail. <laughs> yeah. Get random game name, three. But there, it has been demonstrated that there is a bit of a drop-off. Mm. Um, so while we're on Uncharted 4, the fact that they got Uncharted 4 out there... Yeah. And that they got it as big as they did and that it I was think as well I received as it was uh, I think it, that to me is impressive I think Channel 4 benefited though from new console yeah yeah absolutely mm. anyway uh, yeah so, sorry uh, down to the last three uh, 
next is the original GTA. The top down. Yes. I, I never played it. Did you not? No, I no, never that it. was that was that, that was, was hard good. To play to go back now. Ooh, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, I, I was torn between that and London '66, the GTA. Um, uh, again, GTA. See, I think I think Rockstar needs to start doing things like that now. Right? It is in like because you had Vice City, which was you know GTA three but eighty star room. Yeah. Rock uh, GTA London. You know, even better. Hell, no, it's not. Uh, no, it's not Rockstar. But uh, Far Cry Three had Blood Dragon, which yes. was the eighties. You know, insane movie, action movie. Oh, with the lasers yeah. and everything. Yeah, you that know, like was a dragon with lasers attached to it. Yeah, but yeah. No, it's good. I, mean, I can't make up even though I had tits and I was fire. Next is your fucking Yahtzee references. Yeah, I love that. Right. <laughs> the the next one is the original Metagross Solid. Yes. yes. Before the story got bullshit. Yeah. I I I couldn't play that game. I was shit. I really, yeah. really was. And no, I'll so was I. Admit yeah. that. I but I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I don't think I got boss. any further than the first boss fight, Revolver or something. Yeah. But for me, that was the point at which I kind of went So games are more than just Crash Bandicoot yeah. and um, I think was it we jet, had, I had Jet Racer and Spyro the Dragon to Spyro the Dragon <laughs> it was all that shit but those were the games that I had when I was a kid yeah. and then when came the opportunity to play Metal Gear Solid I thought to myself ooh it was cool and I played it and it was like do you know what actually like this is this is scary good yeah. this is but I'm, I'm shit and I, yeah. I never got any further um, whether it was because I just dropped off or I don't know. Um, Do you figure out where Mailbox Codex was by yourself? Did you have to like, get from a magazine? Or no, I, I heard about that. And in case anyone is still wondering, it's on the back of the box. I did um, not know that. I, it's like on the back of the CD case, you spend half your time in the game going, look at the gun, look at the king, the baker's giving, look at the CD. This is a CD, baker gave it. Yeah, what's in the fucking bag? <laughs> this is a CD. Oh, fuck you, game. Yeah. And then when you find it, it's like, oh, fuck you, Kojima. So, yeah, no, Metal Gear Solid, definitely yeah. one of those. For me, I can see why you put it on there. That, for me, coupled with Final Fantasy IX, yeah. that was when I realised games weren't just a fad. No. They were But then you, you could have special games that were dark. Yeah. And, you know, they had stories behind it. Yeah. And, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. I think Simon Hill proved that he had like a dark game and Metal Gear Solid proved he had like a movie style game. Yes, yeah. yeah. Resident Evil um, proved he had a campy B-movie game. <laughs> That's, I there, thought you were going to be a Jill sandwich. There are a lot of games. <laughs> I remember that. There that are a lot cool. of games on this list that demonstrate Barry. that PlayStation was making leaps and bounds into demonstrating yeah. that the video game industry is not just a bit of a fad. It's not one of those things to be overlooked. It is up there. It needs to be taken seriously, and it is a fucking art form. Until the point that you see um, the My Name is Mayo game on Vita. I won't go into <laughs> it, but fuck off. Now, the last one, I've been here. I've written it down, mm-hmm. but then as I was going through this list, I forgot one. And I'm gutted that I've only got ten. What are you going to do? <laughs> no, you've got to swap one out. You've got to keep that one. What are oh, you, do? you bastard! Um, 
The technical limitations in my mind oh, state that we can only have ten oh, games. You so you're gonna, <laughs> so you're gonna have to swap one oh. out. Oh. Well, the problem is iPhone's not gonna cope with more than that. <laughs> right. The game that I missed out and I'm gutted that I completely forgot about it was Command and Conquer Red Alert. Oh fuck yeah, I love that game on the PC. Because that for me was strategy at its fucking finest when I was a kid. Not only was that RTS. Goodness, it was also yeah. Now tell the one person that's picked up our podcast what your other alternative is. Bear in mind, it's just oh no no, I'm, I'm replacing that with Silent Hill. Uh, this this one was my favourite as a kid, but that's because Hang I'm on a second. Hang on a second. Red Wait a second. You're you're taking Red Assault Two, booting Silent Hill, Silent Hill for from command, your list. Command and Conquer Red Alert. Yeah. For um, Command and Conquer Red Alert. And Star Wars Rebel But Souls you are too. keeping in there fucking Carmageddon, an LMA manager. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, that's okay, whatever. As long as I've got that clear, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. shut up. Yeah. My, so my ten games, yeah, not your no, ten you're games. Right. It's fine. So, you know. I think yeah. one thing you have to do, though, is go on YouTube, watch the cut scenes of Red Alert 3, Soviet. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Tim Curry as a Russian. <laughs> and if you don't love Tim Curry by yeah. now, you are oh. fucking... Yeah, so my, my number one pick... Is I've Craig has known me for a better part of twenty five years. Twenty five years, and he has known since fucking we can remember that I've been a massive Star Wars fan. And there's been games on the the PlayStation, yeah. the N sixty four, everything. Yeah. And this one was was my favourite, and it was Star Wars Rebel Assault two. Now the story's got nothing to do with the original trilogy. It's got nothing to do with um, The Force Awakens or anything like that but for me it was it was quality um, it had sections of it that you could have seen off Return of the Jedi or uh, Empire Strikes Back the cutscenes were campy as anything the acting, the acting was terrible but I loved it and you know I, I, I'm gutted that I don't have a copy of that now. I, I'd be very tempted if I could find a copy of it. I'd be very tempted to buy it just so I can play it on my Slim Nine PS2. So I haven't got my PS1 anymore. My I'd, I'd buy it just to buy that. My ultimate Star Wars game is Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight. That game was oh, wow. fucking awesome. YouTube cutscenes for that because that was because <laughs> we only had the three movies that came out. Then you got that which takes place after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and you could be a dark Jedi. <laughs> Choke the shit out of stormtroopers <laughs> and then throw your saber at them. Yeah. Right, so you're a big dick swinging. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Slinger, give us your give list. us your list. What console? I'm say, that's not mine. No, that's not your not. list. No, <laughs> that's your list again. What, so you what, want to meet. what console? Oh. What console are you turning into a classic? I'm going to turn the Dreamcast into a classic. <laughs> <laughs> You're Give probably us. the only one that wants I've it. Got, I've got my Dreamcast. <laughs> I'm eagerly waiting Dreamcast too. Yeah. I know that's in development at Sega somewhere yeah. down the line. Right. It's been done. How long's it, the games. How long's it been in development for? Oh, you can't rush these. <laughs> <laughs> probably because everyone's realised that the Dreamcast was shit and oh, they're the another one. Wonderful. It had. I've heard the biggest technical issue that they found at the Sega studio in regards to the Dreamcast 2 development is that all the people working on it have died <laughs> from old age. <laughs> from old age. 
<laughs> Don't worry, it's still going to live on. <laughs> memories are still... In fact, it's just... The Dreamcast 2 is just two yeah. Dreamcast put together, so <laughs> the protein power is doubled. This is it. Like, again, going back to the studio, the fact is, like, they've still got people working on it. They're just ghosts, and their fingers <laughs> just phase through the buttons. <laughs> see, I kind of missed out on the whole kind of, like, console thing. I had, like, my Game Boys, and I had some Game Gears, but I pretty much was a PC person. Yeah. Um, so when I had my console, my Dreamcast was my first console, and then I had a choice of getting like an Xbox or a PS, PS2, and I had to choose the Xbox because of Jet Set Radio Future, and I love the Jet Set Future. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, okay, that's, yeah, yeah. That's the reason why, because Jet Set Radio was fucking awesome. The Dreamcast, you know, you can buy on PS3. You got some funky tunes, all shell shell so It's like playing a living cartoon. So and Jet Set Radio was the. That's the tips, man. Okay, so come on then. So tell us, tell us your Dreamcast list. I, well, I, I, I never had a Dreamcast. No, I, tell, uh, tell me the oh, list. Good games reason, go on. Yeah. because they were crap. Yes, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because what was it? The, you had the Dreamcast, but then a couple of months down the line, you had the PS2 come out. Yep. Yeah, that was what that was. Hmm. But I've already got a PS1. Yeah, well, oh, I'm, the PS2. I'm only brave enough to say that the N64 only lasted as long as it did due to freaking fanboys. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I, of all the controversial <laughs> things that have been said, that one's that's that's okay. Gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get the Nintendo guys on the comments for that one. I'm sorry, but yeah, that one guy that's picked up our podcast. I loved the N64. I didn't. I didn't. I was a PlayStation <laughs> boy through and through. And uh, the only exposure I had to the N64 was our friend Andrew. Mm. He was the only exposure I had to it. And I tell you what, even back then, I did not see the fucking hype. <laughs> Still don't see the hype now. It did have a weird ass controller. It did, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Controller. yeah, yeah. But come on, tell us about your. So you, got, you got Jet Set Radio, Jet Set Radio, which is an awesome game. Yeah. Fantastic little soundtrack to it. It's that the part of it, it's like over t- well, there's a lot of games in there that had like over top fun and Jet Set Radio was one of them, especially Professor Professor K. It's like Jet Set Radio <laughs> And you just kinda of like get into the beats and all that sort of stuff. Next one's obviously Crazy Taxi. Okay. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, that's taxi. what sponsored this podcast. Do <laughs> 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 <The> revival. <laughs> Sega owes me a lot of money for this. On Twitter, you will say Chris Ling is. <laughs> hey, Sega, where's our hashtag crazy taxi? <laughs> hashtag secret. crazy taxi classic. Go to www.kickstarter.hashtag slash crazy taxi three. <laughs> Nothing actually did that on the Xbox, but Sally, I missed out. And then after that, you've got Fancy Start Online, which was one of the first online games I played. Oh, that was revolutionary, that was. I'll be honest, time. I remember seeing Fantasy Star Online yeah. when I was a kid mm. um, in, in stores, because it obviously, like, you didn't have digital downloads, and I remember seeing mm. it and thinking to myself, ooh, I want that game. Yeah. And yeah. I never managed to get it, obviously, but I remember looking at it thinking, that looks amazing, yeah, because it, was, it looks like it was always cool. a sci-fi version of Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. it was. You, had, you could choose from different classes, where yeah. you had, like, one guy with a fucking big-ass tank... Mecha creature with shot shit. You got like a sorceress, you got like a uh, swordsman with a lightsaber and all that sort of stuff. But the reason I remember is you could play with your mates as well. And I remember one of my mates had a Dreamcast. Yes, only two people in the UK that owned the Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised they made three games. Oh, I guess you better. Yeah, you so, found ten. <laughs> so we were kind of like playing, you know, online all that sort of stuff. And I think it's my first online experience to like the future of what online was. Not because it was... I could play with my friends from 
you know, a, diff- you know, a different room or anything like that, is because <laughs> I dropped an item in this friggin' high-powered sword, yeah. and this other player nicked it, and then he fucked off. And I was like, well, that's just a future right there. I was like, oh, I can have my sword back. No, <laughs> logged off. Like, you fucking wanker. <laughs> right. That was a, a little power stone. You sure you know power stone? Oh, what's power stone? Power stone was a beat-em-up that came out in the Dreamcast. It was like a little arena game. Where once again, you had like, these wacky characters. And you kind of like run around trying to beat each other up and eventually you get all these little power stones and you turn to like a hyper version of yourself and you just kick the shit out of each other. <laughs> oh, so it was, it was Dragon Ball <laughs> but for the Dreamcast. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much was actually. One guy's head, he'd go blonde. He's like a Bruce Lee type character. <laughs> the goal of it, he went Super Saiyan and bam, that was a cool last little game. Street Fighter Third Strike. Right, yes. yeah, yeah, Which yeah. was the ultimate Street Fighter game. To be fair, okay. if, you, if you owned a Sega, you had a Street Fighter yeah, at yes. some point. I had both Street Fighter, first new generations, double impact, and no, sorry, second impact, that's what it was, and Street Fighter Third Strike, which is like the creme de la creme of Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hard to play as well, especially for me. Parry, oh shit, that was my health. <laughs> you know? What was that? Oh, Tech Romancer. That was a fun game. Basically, there was another little beat em up, and you had to fight. You were played in giant mecha robots. Yeah. So, you literally, it was like a Tekken style game, so it was all 3D, and you could kind of like side step around like Tekken, and you can fight in these different locations, and one of them was, you know, you could fight in cities. So, mm. you could like throw your opponents on um, buildings and all that sort of stuff. But what made it really sell was each robot was kind of like based off a Japanese anime. Okay. So you had like a giant robo-type character, you had like the Gundam mechs, you had the robo-tech ones which could transform into a mech, a tank, and also a fighter plane. Yeah. Which you could actually, you know, you know, you super around shooting up as you're trying to beat up the other character. One was Ultraman. So literally, you kind of like, your characters just transform into Ultraman. It was fucking, yeah, it was, that was a Sounds awesome like a decent game. Transformers game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Transformers yeah, <laughs> Do not knock Transformers because I think. Um, Michael we'll, Bay's done it in we'll jump, No, we'll jump straight <laughs> to the next one. But Platinum Games, Transformers Devastation. It was a PS Plus game a few months ago. That was like, quite good. And I, I, I've played a little bit of it. I've re downloaded yeah. it because I want to get back into it. It looks like fucking fun. Yeah. But anyway, there's number seven on your list. I can't think now. <laughs> he's, he's running I out of games. Well, I don't want to say Dead or Alive 2 because, you know... Boot physics. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just coming along and coming along and they're like, hmm, it is. Do you know what? I'm going to put that in there because boob physics. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't to say that. Doesn't the, it? Doesn't it? Damn, where was that options menu? In well. a day and age where we're making sure that we're more and more correct about the things <laughs> that we say and do, games like that are going to end up getting pushed right to the back, and they're going to get lost forever. So it's our responsibility. Well, apparently, Street Fighter Five has boob physics and Chun Li yeah. being quite um, well, not being gravity or anything. Let's be honest, you're going to have like a male-dominated area. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't unless you've got some really fat guy you can do boo physics with. Don't even attempt it. You know, dress up in this chunky outfit and start bouncing. Okay, so that's how we work. Swing to and fro. So, are we counting dead or alive? No, we won't no, count okay. that. That, Come on, was, that was also on PS2, if I recall as well. In the words of your ex-girlfriend, give it to me. Give it to me now. <laughs> 
I'm just having a look on on on. Are you trying to say there's like ten Dreamcasts? There are more than ten. Oh yeah, there's there's tons which have surprised the shit out of me. I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting them to be half wacky ones like semen. Yes, I've seen that, and I've gone. What? That was the human face fish man. Yes. But Sonic Adventure... Yeah. I'm trying to think of one or two, because I did like two, because I, it was cheesy as hell. I had, I think it was Sonic Adventure on my PS3, because they did a port mm. to the PS3, and it was shit. <laughs> what are you thinking? Sonic Adventure... That tells me the level of quality that was on the Dreamcast. <laughs> number two was better than number one. Number right. one had Big the Cat in, which was... That was a fucking fishing game. <coughs> There's something really weird about Japanese games. They're doing cool, and also GTA ones where you try and make like life simulators. But they're doing cool for one of the most boring hobbies you can find. Yeah, like, like playing darts in in yeah, GTA Four. And going fishing, <laughs> and it's like let's go bowling. Yes, let's go bowling in real life. <laughs> for more on boring in-game life simulators, please see The Sims and the Persona series. These are The Sims could drown people. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you're a mass murderer. Yeah. I play a lot of Uncharted, yeah. <laughs> Come on, give me, give me your last two Dreamcast, because... Because we've already had, amazingly, despite this being our first recording, we've already had someone submit to us another list of classic games. <laughs> oh, he's got, he's got two there. He's got two lists. I'm only reading one of them. <laughs> Which one are you going to read? I'm going to read the N64 yeah, one, because we we've already upset the N64 audience. Yeah, so we may as well upset people even more by showing our ignorance. Tell you what, can I tell you again already? I've been looking at the list. There's Goldeneye on there. No. Oh, thank you. What? Fuck, yes. How is Goldeneye not I, on I there? don't know, but I'm, I'm going to have to have words with him tomorrow. Right. Because, because it's just... I know, I will beat Gold, up, I will Golden Eye is fucking amazing. Give us, give us your last two games oh, because no. we are running at an hour uh, and 44 minutes. We're going to have to edit the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah, that's sexual assumption. What's this wee business? <laughs> it's got to be me. The bit where he goes off for a piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the one who bugged off to. I, uh, this is it. Because I had to go for a piss, I've now got to listen to this and go, what did they say? <laughs> right, we give saw, me your last two. We said you're an awesome human being with a massive willy. Bullshit. Yeah, you're right on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what the bullshit? <laughs> I'm the willy. <laughs> He's got some amazing stuff. Eh? Do I don't think I've actually got it. I'm trying to think what's in my collection. Not you don't think you've got two more for your Dreamcast collection? Not a stick out. That does like... not surprise me. Well done, Sega. Oh. Right. So hashtag bring back Dreamcast two. Uh-huh. <laughs> hashtag so... find ten games for Dreamcast one. Well, I could think of some crappy ones. This is it. We. <laughs> See, I'm going to move on to this, <laughs> this list. Dolphin. I'm going to move on to this list. Don't knock Echo the Dolphin, I had a <laughs> Oh, no, we can. It's I'm going to move Japan as well. on to this list of N64 classics that have been submitted to us. What's the name of the guy that submitted this to us? Uh, Josh. Josh. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Thank you very much for being the only person that will listen to this. <laughs> well, we don't know yet. So let's jump in the gun. And if you didn't listen to this, fuck you, John. <laughs> um, so he's, he's submitted a list of N64 classics. Um, I don't know if they're ranked or not, but I'm going to go from 10 to 1 in the order that he's provided them to us. Uh, so sitting in at number 10 is Paper Mario. 
Um, now, I know Paper Mario is an RPG. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I didn't um, realise it was on the N64. I thought I was on GameCube. Yeah, no, I believe it started off on the N64 and then kind of made its move from there. Um, I remember hearing about it and again... Gosh, my mouth. I don't know for certain, but I think it's one of those, what we were talking about, where in terms of graphics, it doesn't age because of how it's been done. Yes, yeah, so, so it's as pretty today as it was when it was first released. But it's released. the same for Nomenon on that list as well. Yeah, um, you know, moving on to that one, Conker's Bad Fur Day. I never played Conker's Bad Fur Day, well, but everyone knows the big mighty poo. Everyone knows <laughs> the big mighty poo, and um, be as realistic as you want. I think that game sits oh, pretty fucking yeah, well. I am the great mighty poo. And I will <laughs> throw my shit at you. Uh, so number eight that's all anyone knows from that <laughs> yeah that's because that's the only, only bit that ever gets played on YouTube exactly. yeah. um, number eight is Super Smash Brothers um, so I'm guessing this is the first entry into yes, the beat em up series yeah. I played Melee just another reason to hate the N64 what, what he said was <laughs> and I quote it was fun beating up Mario with a baseball bat as Pikachu <laughs> I think I think least, that in itself says it all. Least, I mean, this is what's all about melee. Where he said like it's fun to play as Mario beating the shit out of the Princess Peach because that's all sorts of so- <laughs> <laughs> that's all sorts of depth. Referring to, to our earlier sexual like harassment that. topic, um, <laughs> sitting in at number seven on Josh's list is Yoshi's Story. Now I don't know a great deal about the Yosh, but uh, presumably this is a standalone. I would have thought Entry. so. I mean, some of these games on, on the... I, I had an N64. Yeah. Um, some of these games... Poor boy. No, no don't, don't diss. Um, I you can never, my Dreamcast. I'm going to diss your N64. <laughs> I never... Well, there's a few on there that I didn't play. I so. know of Yoshi's yeah. Story. I didn't play it, though. I did, have, I did have a rather charming art style to it, although it's supposed to be, like, incredibly easy. Yeah. Like Nintendo went... Ooh. We don't want to upset children. <laughs> you see, uh, the next two here, uh, I, mean, I want to listen together. So six and five, you've got Donkey Kong 64 and Pokemon Puzzle League, respectively. Um, I know nothing about these two games. You don't know anything about Donkey Kong? I don't know anything about Donkey about Kong Don- 64. I don't know about Pokemon League Puzzle. No. I don't know about Pokemon Stadium, which, spoilers, next one up. <laughs> but I, I don't know anything four. about them. Um, but hey, we'll we'll move on. We'll go on to number four, Pokemon Stadium Two. Yeah. Now, Pokemon, I, again, I didn't have an N sixty four. I didn't know a lot about it. Pokemon but, Stadium. I thought, for me personally, when when we were kids, it was the craze of yeah. Pokemon, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And Pokemon Stadium was awesome because on the back of the N64 console, you had a cartridge that could go in there and you could insert the Game Boy cartridge into that and play it through the N64 on your TV. Yeah. So at the time, and that was incredible that in 2017, we have still not got that. Come on, Nintendo. <laughs> you want to see your Pikachu in full 3D glory. But you, that, you guys putting a Pokemon RPG on the Nintendo Switch is the reason I will buy a Nintendo Switch. So sort it the <laughs> fuck out. So that, to me, at the time, was quality. I didn't play the second one. I, to be honest, I didn't know they bought out a second one. I knew they bought out a second one, but I didn't know how it massively differed. Presumably, because I, they differed thought, in generations. I thought the first Pokemon series was like Japan only, and the second no. one was brought to like the mass market. No, Pokemon Stadium, the first one was, was around 
Well, anyway, we'll jump on. Number three. So on Pokemon, there's going to rip us a new one for our ignorance. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, it'll be Josh. <laughs> uh, you don't know Puzzle League? Philistine! <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie sits on at number three. Um, Collect puzzles. Oh, yeah, and it was basically oh, a bird and a bear going on an adventure. Yeah, yeah it was quality. Um, developed by Rare, as far as strong I know. Bird, you could you could carry that bear. Yeah, I, yeah. I know that there was a call out for this, and people still want this now because they've. I, I say they. I don't know the developer. I don't know who published it. I don't know what platform it's on. However, Yuka Lely is a brand new IP that came out that's been very much inspired by Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the bear was called Banjo, the bird was called Kazooie, and now you've got two other anthropomorphic characters. One's called Yuka, one's called Lely. Check out your inspiration what, what, from there. What does that mean? But again, it's, <laughs> it's all 3D platformer collect em ups. It's it's not for me, but there's a big following regarding mm. Banjo and Kazooie. Well, you say they... it was done by the original Rare team. The original, the original Rare team left. So Rare, yeah, so Rare's still making what the Rare So I'm makes, sure they but... tried. Well, but it's the guys that originally worked for Rare. Yeah, it's the made... guys that made Banjo Kazooie okay. made ukulele. Because I'm sure they tried releasing a Banjo Kazooie on. I think it was the 360. They were, they completely changed it. They made it, it was. Cool. It was a vehicle oh, thing. Yeah, you yeah, could you create vehicles, vehicles yeah. and, yeah. And it just, it was not as good as the N64 version. I think they were trying to find a new gimmick when they were trying they to were, yeah, yeah. But Now these last two, they... It's going to be a shocker. It's no, it's no, not a shocker no. at all, but for me, I, even a guy that didn't play N64, I get why these two are up here. So yeah, sitting yeah. in at number two... Mario 64. Now, was this Mario or Super Mario 64? I never remember the title. Pretty much the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know what we're talking about. You got a fat time running around jumping on turtles. Yeah, but this was the first yeah. time, this was the first time you saw a fat Italian jumping on turtles in 3D. And that was the jump. That was what made it for a lot of people. Yeah. And I remember it being. Because it was awesome, because you'd gone from that. Side-scrolling platform yeah, game. Yeah, I remember. So it that was was, and you're still getting it now. Even now, I look at N- like Super Mario 64, and it still looks like it's been shined up and upgraded with Mario Odyssey coming out in November. Mm. It looks so similar. The, I'll take it that's on the Switch. That's the new one coming out mm. on the Switch. Yeah, and it, they, they look similar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To be like, th- those guys back then, they nailed it. They knew yeah. what they wanted to do. Absolutely. And I remember Mario 64 looking good. It came out on the, I don't know if it was the DS or the 3DS. I think it was the DS. And, um, it was one of the handheld, handheld ones. It was, yeah. I don't know, 3DS. Which one was the dual screens? No, DS was the dual screen one. Was it? Um, but 3DS obviously was where it knocked up into 3D. It came out on the DS... It's absolutely stunning to look at, um, and honestly, if you do get the opportunity to play it, if you can play it through a 3DS, I know that that does have a joystick, it's probably worth having a go, mm. because oh, okay. it's one of those that I would revisit yeah. if I had the opportunity. I'm say Mario 65's one legacy behind it is probably a movable camera. Yeah. That's pretty much the biggest contribution it's brought. Uh, last... And certainly not least, sitting as it sits in at number one, and again, I don't know if this is ranked, but if it is, I can see why. Zelda Ocarina of Time. What? Well, Majora's Mask? I I never played Ocarina <laughs> of Time. 
I, I never. I, I remember having a Zelda game on an old Nintendo system with a big cartridge about that. It was it was the size of a video cassette. Yeah. And I remember playing Zelda, and it was quality. I didn't play Ocarina of Time. No. But I've heard so many unbelievably good things about that. I have. It's unreal. See, I had a misfortune, because I got uh, Zelda Wind Waker, and with that one came uh, Ocarina of Time as a freebie. So you got two games for the price of one. Ooh, get me Bargain Hunter. <laughs> and I loved uh, Wind Waker. I loved Wind Waker for its art style, and then I played Ocarina of Time. And that was a mistake, because Ocarina of Time just feels dated yeah. compared to it. Yeah. you've got the same mechanics you do in Ocarina. So do you wish, then... You would have played Ocarina of Time first before Wind Waker. Probably not, no, because I'm not that interested in the Zelda lore. I only pretty, no, much, I only pretty much got into, I only picked up Wind Waker because I enjoyed the art style. Right. Mm-hmm. And even though a mass amount of Zelda fans were going like, oh, I don't like Tim Link. I want my <laughs> mature Link. You want you want a photorealistic guy running around with pointy ears and a skirt? Yeah. Just get up. You know, I Tim Link is fits it perfectly. I I haven't really played any of the Zelda series. I'm not hurting for the fact that I haven't done so. Oh, yeah, um, oh, yeah. You should be hurting for not playing Resident Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. I've seen the reviews of 5 and 6. I'm, I'm okay with four that. 4 was the best. 4 was the best. Um, well, five so, punch a boulder. Anyway, that pretty much brings us to the end of our podcast for today. Um, Josh... Thank you for having submitted your list. You actually submitted two lists, so thank you for the first one. Fuck you for the second one, <laughs> because I'm not reading two when you're not even here. Because we respect our audience. We do respect <laughs> our audience, to a degree. Well, to be fair, though, was it like two hour mark now? Guesses. Yes, <laughs> we're literally much. just under. So I want to I bring it to an end now. Just so you guys know, um, we're going to carry on doing this. We're going to carry on making this a thing. We are limited by the hours that we work yeah. and our availability and also by our responsibilities to our loved ones, be it families, be it other halves, be it friends outside of this little group that you've heard yapping shit tonight. Pets. Um, yeah, crazy cat man here. <laughs> <laughs> How are your cats, Craig? Shut up. <laughs> we are going to be looking at bringing other people in. Um, Josh is actually lined up at some point to come in and talk. Um, with us I've never met Josh so me saying fuck you Josh for submitting an SNES classic list probably means I'm going to get some shit but that's okay I look forward to meeting him and telling him why he's wrong for putting uh, Donkey Kong 64 on his list instead of Goldeneye <laughs> and Pokemon Puzzle League. well Mario Kart 64 isn't even on there um, what about Pokemon Snap man come geez, on shut up <laughs> let's, finish let's finish this fucking Bring podcast back it's been two fucking hours <laughs> Um, if you want to follow us, and why would you after two hours of this shit, you can find us on Twitter. We're at pixel underscore prep. Surprisingly. If you want to follow us individually. I'm actually intrigued by that. I'm going to check it out. Oh, if you want to follow us individually, Alex is at AJ Milwallius. That's A-J-M-I-L-L-W-A-L-L-I-U-S. Chris is at Chris Slinger, which is exactly how you would imagine you could spell it. And if you can't spell it, don't worry about trying to follow him. And I am at Rodney Broddle. Rodney, B-R-O-D-D-L-E. Ask me why it's called Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> Also prepare, if you do ask me, to get the fuck ignored. 
We've been Prixel, Pixel Prep. We've Pixel Prep. <laughs> How can you fuck that up on the first one? How can we fuck up sticking to an hour long? Oh yeah, someone is actually called Pixel Prep. Oh, <laughs> this guy called Jizz. I'm like a lion. <laughs> Gizmo beard on. <laughs> so we've been Pixel Prep. We're really sorry for the two-hour-long podcast. We're going to try and keep it to around an hour in future. Yeah. Um, just because, holy cow, this is two hours of my life I'm never getting back. <laughs> and Two hours of your life, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I um, hope that train journey was worth it. Hopefully. Keep an eye out for us and we'll speak to you soon. Uh, if you like what you heard, um, please try and rate us. Try and let follow your friends know about us. Follow us on Twitter. Give us feedback as well. If you think that there's something that we could be doing better, please let us know. If you're going to submit abusive shit to us, fuck you, buddy. I ain't going to listen to it and it's going to get deleted. Um, but if you do have constructive feedback, we genuinely want to hear it because this is something that we want to do for us. We're but genuinely also, excited about it as well. We are. We're massively excited about it. Um... But yeah, that's as much as I've got. So we're going to sign off and hopefully we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.